So hey yo, if you lost your marbles from the last episode with Sage Francis, gather them up now to lose them again from today's episode with our guest Sleep of Old Dominion and the Chicharrones with Josh Martinez. Enjoy! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Stop what you're doing and listen. D-O-D-45 this is the DOD 45 show, drawing over discussions 45 minutes with a special guest. Welcome. I'm your host and resident artist, Ty of Art by Ty, and with my co host, Adrian Taiwali'i, we're having conversations with people who I admire and am inspired by. On this episode, I'll set a 45 minute timer, put my pen to the paper, and we'll learn about our guest through an interview style discussion. So stay right here with us to experience some laughs and maybe even learn a thing or two. Bye. Greetings, humans, Malo, people, and Adrian. Um, it's another episode of the DOD 45. <laughs> what are you wiping? Oh, I'm you, you know my contacts are dry. Oh, shoot. Late we should have taken our contacts me. out. Yeah, well, we're running behind. Um, I'm drinking some Coco Samoa. And I uh, know we talked a little bit about it on the last episode with Sage Francis. But I, there was a couple of things that I forgot to, that I wanted to mention about our trip to Samoa. Um, we went specifically because my aunt uh, received a, uh, um, was um, getting a high chief title. And it's um, done through a ceremony called the uh, um, uh, Salfa'i. And um, it's actually my first time being at a ceremony. Uh, when I got my title, I, we weren't able to go to Samoa at the time, so I wasn't able to attend the, the ceremony. I wish I kind of, after that ceremony, I kind of wish that I was going to be there, don't you? Or what do you think when I, when I got my title? Uh, I mean, I don't regret not being there. and, and I, I don't know. I I don't have a feeling on it one way or another. It was a cool experience, though, the, the South Park, right? On yours. Right. Yeah, it was really cool. It was just good to see, like, um, yeah, Samoa's, I, I, I just like it. The, one of the things, them being sort of disconnected from <clears throat> shipping and, and internets and all that sort of stuff is they are able to maintain a lot of cultural things that usually get wiped away from Western worlds. And so um, it's it was a it's a really it was a it was a really awesome ceremony and um, I used to always have issues with the ceremonial parts of things like when my dad died I didn't want the ceremonial sort of there are a lot of rules that are, are kind of weird anyway th- th- I, we went for that because my aunt was receiving this very um, very high title and it was just it's a huge honor for our family and it was and it was it's a big deal so. I was I was really happy that we could be there for that. <clears throat> um, but when we came back, we brought all we when we were in Samoa, we were given so much Coco Samoa, and um, that's awesome. You so, have to explain what that is because I don't think Coco Samoa is a it's a bean, right? It's like a it's a it's a right. It come, it's like a big pod. <laughs> I've been drinking Coco Samoa since I was like seven years old. It's the cocoa bean. 
It's roasted over an open fire, so it tastes um, not only nutty and chocolatey, but also of burnt. I don't know how I don't know how to and make cocoa. I think they make it into a paste. They heat it up, make it into a paste, and they use cups, um, paper or plastic cups as forms, what? and then they put it in a baggie and let it. So you have a cup. You know what's funny? Ever since I a solid cocoa bean, and it's basically. shaped like a cup. Yeah. But this has been the process. They've done it since I'm 45 years old, almost going to be 46. I have been dr drinking Coco Samoa. We've, you know, everyone in the, it was always something that we had. And it was always in the freezer, kept in the freezer, shaped like a, 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 a yeah, paper cup. Yeah, last time we were there, I was able to watch um, somebody make it. And it was, it was pretty crazy. It was so hot. And she'd just sit right there over that fire, roasting these beans forever. Well, you know, but what? then when we get at home, you just shave some of it off because you. I think you've never really done that part either. No, but I've you never just it. shave it off of the cup form, the the big solid chunk of cocoa, and then you just steep it in water like cowboy coffee. Yeah, well, it's what, what what's amazing to me is all this time, I never knew that that shape was the shape of a cup. Forty something years, I didn't realize that that's what they formed it in. I was just, I just always thought, oh, Coco Samoa is, the, is like shape? the cylinder shape. That's a, an accessible form. Yeah, it's so cool, though. Um, also, uh, when we got there, uh, on our episode, I think it was the episode with Cast One that aired, mm -hmm. the, the Rewind episode, we talked about my cousin Levy. And um, he was there in Samoa when we got there. And um, I asked him, to make a make me some palusami, and he made a whole umu, and that's um, a, a taro, and then this palusami is um, taro leaf. Yeah, taro, but the 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 big the taro itself was part of the umu. He gave us a bunch of those. Oh yeah, he did give us taro. And um, and uh, and like I don't know, I think like thirty or forty um, palusamis. Uh, shoot. I don't have the time to explain what that is. Well, you have to now because you're talking about it. Well, I'll explain it after our after our discussion with our guest. All it is is a taro leaf and coconut milk or cream. Right, and it's shredded like it's kind of like shredded up inside of a of a. They wrap it. Usually, they wrap it with a banana leaf. Banana leaf. Yeah. Actually, I think it's not shredded. I think it's rolled. Oh, rolled and like it's kind of like almost like a mini tamale. Oh, okay. I think, I think. And then I mean, tamale is not rolled. But. They wrap it in like um, uh, tin foil. It's almost shaped like a Hershey's kiss. Uh, they wrap it in like tin foil to to send home. So we we filled up our our. Uh, usually, you get it what they call a umu box. You fill up a box when you're flying back home from Samoa, and it's full of all this food and stuff. But we came up with a plan and put it in our suitcase our extra suitcases and so i got a freezer full of palusami and i've been eating palusami since i was a kid i loved it and um it's like uh it's like gold it's like a delicacy it for an so american it's so for someone good. who's not in samoa frequently yeah it's so delicious um yeah it was and so i'm happy to bring that but we also brought back a bottle um a fungusea mm. which is um sea cucumber um it's and it's just the raw sea cucumber and they put it in a bottle with this with the um uh with the ocean water and it's just it's really disgusting i'm showing a picture of it right now um and fungu fungu means bottle and say a sea so it's bottle of the sea 
but all that in there that's like it's that's like this slimy gross and it smells awful and it tastes awful but um mr i was talking to mr dibs before we left to to samoa and he wanted us to he was asking about something that um, to bring him back something uh, so we brought that, but I've also brought back a bottle of Fongosea and challenged him to eat it. And he he says, I mean, you, if you know Mr. Dibs, you've seen videos of him. He's probably not going to have any problem eating it. But we're going to be at the uh, Atmosphere show at Red Rocks in September. And uh, the night before the show, um, we're going to... We should gonna, do it the night after. Oh, the night after he so he doesn't get set. sick. Yeah. <laughs> so Dibs is going to try it. And he's trying to figure out who... Who else he can get to try it? I I don't think anyone else yes, will try it's it. It's in our freezer, so it's being. And again, I'll show this picture again. I'm telling you, this stuff is gnarly. Last time I brought some home nine years ago, uh, um, our dog wouldn't even eat it. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly stuff. So our dog ran from it. <laughs> uh, our guest today is Sleep of Old Dominion. We were supposed to um, have him on uh, um, before. Um, we left for Samoa. He had some uh, issues with his phone and stuff, so um, that fell through. But we're, we have him back. We were able to schedule him back in now before our busy summer schedule. Um, so real quickly before he comes in, I'll just tell you a few things about him. And then when we come uh, at the end of the episode, I'm going to do like some song shares, some quote shares. So at the end of the episode, after we're done with him, um, stick around because I want to talk about a few things. And I've got uh, kind of an interesting story to tell. Um, so anyway, yeah, like I said, Sleep of Old Dominion, a.k.a. Christopher Tafoya. Uh, he's a founding member of Old Dominion. Tafoya? And... Is he Pacific Islander? No, Tafoya does sound like a Pacific Islander name, but I think it is either Greek or Italian. Oh. Tafoya. Um, anyway, uh, he's the other half of the Chicharrones with Josh Martinez. Um, he's out of New Mexico, but I believe he lives in the Northwest now. Um, his 2002 debut album was called Riot by Candlelight. So searching with a dream catcher. Alive in a coffin and you can't quite scratch her. Way out then you remember. You're only a member of those on the way back in. Then would that mean that the crepitus has already crept in? I feel as though I've stepped in. Lessons, lesions, reasons, treasons, seasons. Lessons, lesions, reasons, treasons, seasons. Symptoms of a soul searching loss, rubbishing through pieces of the past, putting together back the fabric that made you my spindle yields gold, tangled in cat. Very interesting album. Oh, I don't like the word interesting. Sorry, it's a very good album. <laughs> uh, his 2005 album is called Christopher. He first met Josh Martinez in South by Southwest. I haven't heard a whole lot coming out of either one of them for a while, but I, I'm i not as plugged in as I used to be. Uh, he also has a 2009 album called Hesitation Wounds, uh, and there's a Del the Funky Homo Sapien track on that, and also a Grace Cole track on that. Yeah. 
I made this record for the eager, the weary, for the believer, the dreamer, the future leader, the living, the one beneath us, the thinker, the time that's clinging, the needy from an album with meaning. The people without a means to an end in a system seeking. For the morning, the stressed out, for the underpaid, maxed out, for the underdog, for the single mom in a mom's guest house. For the guy on the couch, for the family whose lights are out, for the supporters, for the people whose minds are in doubt, for the down and out, for the ones who got off route, for the ones who want encore to find out what I'm talking about, for the people living with regret, for the people dying with it. And both of those uh, tracks are awesome. His fourth album is called Oregon Failures. Here I go again, a tornado in my head And it's forcing me to go into my basement And arrange it in a way that's making people go crazy when I sing it Yeah, I'm making ways to never think it Take away the way you're baking If I really want to make it Hit my brain apart, I beg your pardon Let me hit it harder than them other artists Get it moving like a cruising missile Break it down to the bone bristle With a little riddle that I whittle When I wasn't riddled with these bitter feelings that I'm feeling Yes, I'm dealing with the stress of holding buildings up And I can take it up another notch I'm an independent artist Let me holler at myself if I want to make it hot Woke up, I found myself falling I knew I could crawl out I knew that they could um, and he's also on a track with Ice T, Chuck D, Rappin' Forte, and R. A. The Rugged. For those that think it's hard to digest, you right. Hey yo, be me up, Scotty. Your sleep can body to beat hard. Your new be never sloppy. You're incomplete. I've been carved my name on the scene slightly beneath the streets, but when the sun finally shines down in me, it's time to eat. I'm like a bullet in the brain. Pull up to the game late, and when it stakes for dinner, I'm always in the right mind to kill it. It makes me ill. I run to the litter. I'm nice and my endeavors are like my cheddar stacked and rat free. Let's get to brass tacks. I'm sick to get the vaccine. I'm never on some good with a good shit. When I get a chance, I'm gonna murder shit. Babylon tournament battle ready for. Any tournament that I'm inserted in, I weave the rhyme like a tourniquet to stop the bleeding when life's dealing. Um, but I was gonna say, Agent Forte part of too short, but Rapid Forte's been around for a long time. It's got why do those like connect in my head because it's stylistically that that it's got that's similar like that. Um, Adrian and I, we used to listen to a ton of the Chicharrones back in our pop art days when we were making doing the stencil art pieces. Um, I think that might have been right around the time that I discovered them and Josh Martinez, and that was 25 years ago when we were doing those pop art paintings. So um, that's why I was mentioning to you earlier, Adrian, that uh, we used to listen to them a lot. But he rapping forte was on two short songs. Oh, was he? Well, probably. But... Oh, is Link that, is that not actor. your forte? Let me. Sorry. Yeah, I the number. Where, I know where I know we're talking about. Like, my brain tends to stop <laughs> on certain things. All right, let's uh, let's take a let's take a really quick break, and then we'll be right back with sleep. And after the after our discussion with him, um, stick around because we're going to talk about a few more other things. So uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with Sleep of Old Dominion. D O D Sauce. We're real thrilled to have partnered with Hob Sauce for three simple reasons. Their hot sauce is delicious, the owner and creator David is a solid dude, and they collaborate with dope artists for their labels, including myself. Boom! Amplify your favorite foods with their award-winning flavors. Head over to HobSauces.com to get yourself some absolutely delicious artisan hot sauce. Hit it, Bobby. Hab sauce, hab sauce. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Put it on your food. This is flyover country. No one's expecting much from us. 
fact. No one's expecting anything at all. The coast probably think we're at Walmart right now. Ray Dillon on five, by the way. <laughs> Instead, here we are making plans. Big plans. Because in a city where people do so much with so little, what could happen if we gave them more? More beauty, connections, perspectives. This is your chance to be a part of something bigger than itself. Something that's made of brick, concrete, and steel. But also for blood, sweat, and soul. Something that could only be possible in St. Louis. Because when no one's expecting much from you, you can do anything. Our city deserves something epic. Long live laborious. Check out our new partners, Brim of the World, a.k.a. Seek, Conquer, and Destroy, a.k.a. Aliens Built Earth. Show them some love and treat yourself right to a new wardrobe or some new headgear. And I'm not talking about braces headgear. I'm talking about hats. Check out all their gear and links at brimoftheworld.com. Hey, real quick, my friends, my art is available for purchase at artbytie.com. So if you like what you're seeing or you want to support the DOD 45 show, the best way for you to do that is to pick up a print or an original at my website. If you're not quite ready to buy, but you still want to help out, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you stream from. And make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel at Art by Tie and engage in the comments. That goes a long way. All right, enough already. Let's get back to the show. Welcome, welcome back, and um, let's welcome our man, uh, Sleep. Hey! Yeah, <laughs> Struggling over here. We made it in. It's all, it's all good. <laughs> we're, we're, we're alive and we're in now. Yes, we are. How's it going? Good. How you doing? Yeah, doing well. It's a beautiful day here in Portland, Oregon. Uh, we got some sunshine, so it feels really good. Yeah, aren't you guys having a crazy heat wave already? Yeah, I call it a heat wave if you want. I call it awesome wave. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, awesome. I appreciate you joining us, and and thanks for uh for uh, getting this worked out. I, I just I really was looking forward to having a conversation with you. So <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. How was uh before I start the timer and start drawing and, and getting into some uh, questions? How was how was Mario World? Oh, and awesome! Yo, yeah. I, you know, me and my me and my kids were all like real nerds over here. Um, so, so like Mario's a big, it was big for us and and everybody. That was everyone's favorite part of, about the whole entire vacation was going to Super Mario Land. Um, like the ride itself was like okay, it was pretty dope. Uh, there were parts of it that were just so ill. I couldn't even believe it was happening, you know, but. Uh, just to be surrounded in that environment and like be like completely immersed in like Mario World was pretty super yeah. tight. So they and did kid- build it. It is built like um like the Star Wars like a whole theme like it's a whole part. Like, yeah. Austria. Yep. It's a whole part of Universal and uh, it, it's just like yeah like how Star Wars uh, section at Disney is or something. Which yeah. I mean it, it's hard to beat that or Harry Potter right? Those are like super ill, but um that the mario was like my my place i I loved it we had a lot of fun my kids did we we all grouped around and all acted about the same age that's awesome (laughs) none of us had they do such a good job on those worlds they really do 
Down to the yeah, garbage they... cans and the air dryers and the bathrooms. Like, everything is done. Yeah, every detail. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you're completely immersed in it. Um, and then, like, you get out and you're like, oh, here we are again. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you end up seeing the movie I Take You Have? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we There was no way I was going to get out of that one with my kids. They're, you know, they're, like, 13, 9, 13, and... Um, 16 so i have a grown child like on my first album i dedicated my album christopher to her uh when i was 19 uh, a month later uh, my daughter was born and it was just us for a really long time and then i got married and and we had three kids together so now i have like four kids i got a squad i'm a grandpa now oh wow yeah it's crazy i can't even believe it yeah she's a knucklehead too like i think she's gonna be a rapper oh that's (laughs) good She just yells at people all day. I don't know. <laughs> How old is she? Uh, she's one. One. That's wow. That's yeah, exciting. a little. Yeah, it, it was exciting. She was with us on our vacation. Like, took the whole squad to like a Disneyland kind of vacation. But we, it just we life gets so busy and we don't ever get to do anything. It seems like you know, and except for work and and. I'm always so busy. I just feel like I'm there, but I can't even think about what we're playing or doing. And it was just good to get away from everything and just solely focus on family and and then actually see how much of a knucklehead my granddaughter is. (laughs) Yeah, that's fun. I think she's going to be like a super... Aggressive rapper like MOP or something. Oh, shit. Be like, <laughs> <laughs> How would that be? <laughs> It'd be kind of tight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How deep does your does your 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 love go for Mario? Like, were you were you a John Leguizamo, Bob Hoskins Mario or uh, that Mario movie fan? Oh uh, yeah. I, I, well, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to date myself, but I'm a grandpa already. Yeah, I, I've been in Mario since like Mario came home. I was a gamer, uh, dude. I had like Pong and ColecoVision and Atari, and when NES first dropped, like my uncle had it. I, I like stayed the night at their house every night I could just to like stay up all night and play Mario. And I finally, my mom like had put this Mario console away on layaway, and uh, on my birthday, uh, I was like, I don't even remember what grade I was. I must have been like 10, 11, 12, somewhere in that little range. Yeah, I was ten. Uh, she busted out that Nintendo, and it was the best thing I ever had in my life. Everybody in my hood thought I was rich because I had Nintendo. You know what I mean? It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had all the neighbor kids coming over. They thought they were going to play, but mostly they just sat around and watched me play. I was kind of stingy with it at first, you know? <laughs> that was such the thing. You'd come up with rules of why of what they have to do to be able to get a turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What they're going to bring you. Well, at your house, I noticed you guys have Dr. Peppers. <laughs> so that's, I guess that's where it started. Because uh, our kids, they grew up watching people playing playing Minecraft on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I guess it started at home and, and who, you know. People who were stingy yeah. with their get with their consoles. Yeah, I was like, well, yeah. get it. My mom is a gamer, right? So it's, it's really funny. Like, she was, she was like kind of like at home she had a surgery and stuff we couldn't really do much you know and, and so we we kind of chipped in and we got her uh i think it was a like a Wii or something and she ended up getting hooked to the point now she has like a real her computer's better than mine yeah and all she does is she like plays wow like she's a world of warcraft and she's oh got like everything 
But she has a server that she made, a Minecraft server, uh, that's just for, like, all the grandkids, her grandkids and stuff to, like, get together and play with her. And she's such an amazing Minecraft builder. Like, I've been trying to convince her to, like, start, started, like, a stream. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. doing this stuff, you know, because she's, like, a grandma and she's, like, yeah. she's super cute and funny and she like just pwns everybody. She's really good at gaming. You know yeah, that's I mean? what I, so do the ki- grandkids like to play? Because yeah, my mom, my mom, all out of nowhere got way hardcore into um, uh, Fortnite. She's a Fortnite, like a she's a <laughs> dog as fuck. Like my, my kids won't even. My kids are you know sixteen and uh, or sorry seventeen and and fifteen, and they don't even want to play with her because she just dominates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll be like, no, I don't want to play with grandma. <laughs> yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, it is. Uh, all right, yeah. before I start this timer, here's um, let me ask you this real quick question. Who would you rather have tattooed on your back from a drunken night out? B.A. Baracus or Colt Seavers? <laughs> Baracus. Hey. <laughs> a-, a team's kind of my jam. I love it. Man. I, 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 like, nothing beats it. <laughs> uh, if hip hop shows had a sideline reporter, <laughs> Who would you prefer to handle that duty, Michelle Tafoya or Aaron Andrews? Well, uh, I'm going to have to say Michelle Tafoya uh, due to the fact that she's a Tafoya and so am I. <laughs> what, we were trying to figure out what is the, what is that, what's the ethnicity, what's the last name come from? Uh, it's a Spanish last name, but it, oh. it mostly exists in New Mexico, really, to tell you the mm-hmm. truth. Like, uh, it, but it is a Spanish, it used to be Tafoyas uh, in Spain, uh, and then... You know, like when uh, people came to the country and stuff, they like would shorten names and stuff right. and change them. It's like the American version of it, but mostly exists in New Mexico. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. The, the only other person I had seen with it was was Michelle Foya. Or we have Ronald and Ronald. my cousin Henry, who was also a sports news guy in New Mexico. Oh wow! Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, whose impersonation do you think you'd be better with, Christopher Lloyd <laughs> or Christopher Walken? <laughs> I'm so bad at impersonations, but I'm a more Christopher Lloyd kind of guy. <laughs> but I'm not going to try it. I was just going to say, do you want to give it no. a try? Philippians! <laughs> 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 I don't know. I don't even know how to. I'm a terrible. My brother used to get like at me every time I tried to do an impersonation because he's hella good at it. And oh, I he? suck at impersonations. Did he have anyone specific that like that he would try to that he was? He could do anything. You know what? I I do have an uncanny ability. If I'm on tour with you long enough, I will be able to rap like you. Uh, I could do I could do an impersonation of one, but I got to be around him and soaking it up. And as soon as I'm not around him, uh, I I, my impersonation goes away. I'm not good at it anymore. (laughs) I have to always see it. (laughs) Which of these two actors are you familiar with? Christopher McDonald or Christopher Thomas Howell? One, both or none? You know, honestly, I don't know too much about either of them, like of their personal lives. But I mean, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, and then yeah. I, I guarantee Adrian. Well, do you know one of them? Maybe Adrian, right? C. Thomas Howell. You know C. Thomas Howell. I can Google. He was supposed to be in the darkroom movie. Is this important for me to know? Nope, not okay. at all. No, 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 no. But it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm honestly, I do care, but I do forget a lot. Like I, I have a son who's like a. Uh, trap like a still trap and he remembers every date every name every person and everything he's into he knows every possible thing about it wow. <laughs> that know. is a crazy awesome useful tool i wish oh, i yeah. had that Be- same <laughs> he can recall it anytime like anytime if it's something he's into oh yeah 
Yeah, that's uh, so great. He, he's very intelligent, and he's a metalhead. Like all he cares about is heavy metal right now, and he he's playing guitar, and he's insane. He's so good at it. Oh, um, great. Yeah, he, he's already rocked two shows too. Wow. <laughs> How old? And he just started last August. He's uh oh, 13. Gosh. Wow! Yeah, That's so great. Isn't it awesome <laughs> yeah. how quickly, like how 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 quickly the kids these days like can just start like rocking it out because they have so much access to being able to figure stuff out now. Yeah, it's insane. Last one on the on the uh, Sophie's Choice questions: uh, Who would you rather play your silly sidekick in a silent Christopher Nolan film, Ludacris or Chris Elliott? <laughs> it's a silent film. Yeah, it's a silent film. I'm probably ludicrous. Uh, like, I, I'm gonna go ludicrous just because, like, I already am gonna look pretty uh, chubby next to ludicrous. But Chris Elliott's definitely gonna make me look pretty bad uh, on screen. So I'm gonna just go with ludicrous. Awesome. <laughs> plus, uh, plus we have some similarities in our songs. Uh, there's yeah. a couple themes. Um, my wife's convinced that uh, ludicrous. Uh, has been inspired by a couple of my underground classics oh. that nobody ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> Except for him. <laughs> R.E.M. or a nap? <laughs> I'm going to go R.E.M. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something about R.E.M. They have a couple like songs from my childhood that that uh, I just love so much, like Losing My Religion and some of those joints. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So, uh, I, I'm going to roll with them. If I ask you right now, without thinking about it, where okay. are you from? Uh, New Mexico. Okay. You, have you been in Portland longer than you've been in New Mexico? It's a good, you know, I think I've been everywhere equal. I lived in New Mexico till I was like 14. And, th and then I came up here for a year, then moved back. I, I have I have one of those like bounce around everywhere childhoods, but mostly uh, it's centered around New Mexico. Um, and then I was in Seattle for a long time too, and then came to Portland. They all feel like home to me, to be honest, and I love them all uh, a lot. Like, I love Seattle. I'll always have love for it. Um, that's kind of where I got my musical, like, start as far as, like, performing a lot of shows and people, like, actually caring and stuff like that. And then, you know, New Mexico is my, my heart. It's where everything home is to me, like, my family and, you know, the bluffs and the desert and just everything that, like, makes me feel. That's where I go to recharge my battery. I go home. Yeah. And then it makes me feel whole. And Portland, um, I just love the way the cities embrace me. At, it, at first, it was hard because, like, every publication, every time they write about me, I was always a Seattle rapper, Seattle rapper, Seattle rapper, Seattle. It, it took a long time to turn that around and make me a Portland rapper where I got embraced. But, like, the the scene actually really helped me up over here and has, has allowed me to, like, I just love all the people over here. I have a really good group of friends here. Like all, all some of my best friends live here and between Seattle, I mean, and New Mexico, but just Portland's home. Portland's stressed right now though. It's yeah. going through, it's going through a lot um, ever since like, you know, the pandemic and all the different protests and just a lot of fighting happening over here. Yeah. And it, it just kind of left the city broken a tiny bit. And uh, everybody's just trying to pick up the pieces and get back to regular life, but it, it, it feels a little busted right now. You yeah, know? We, so. we were there in um, September of last year. Adrian's uh, uncle lives Portland proper, like downtown Portland. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, we were there for that Art in the Pearl show, so we were there for a weekend, and you could feel that it was 
it was a little busted, but you could tell, like you could just see the diehard, the people that were like, no, this is, this is my city. We're, we, you know, we'll, we'll survive it. We had the same experience when we went to Minneapolis recently. Like, yeah, they felt a little busted up, but I don't know. People, as humans are, 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 are resilient. And when they have a spot that they love, they're going to, they find a way. Oh yeah. And, and Portlanders and Oregonians, we love it. We love it here. You know, like I love this place. It's beautiful. Like, uh, the nature is so amazing. It's it's pretty pretty mild. We have some rainy winters, but man, this place is dope. I, like, couldn't imagine like wanting to look at anything else. Like, I'm able to do some cool bonsai that you can see, but like, I got my little bonsai trees going. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like, my got some overgrowth happening right here, but like, it's been raining. We just finally got sun, so I'm gonna be able to work in my yard and do all the cool stuff that old guys do you know yeah exactly <laughs> is there a movie or or a rapper or band that you're supposed to like but but you actually don't <laughs> for, like, so for, like for example for an example for example like i'll say and this always get i'm sure it gets me in hot water but for i'm not really a beatles fan um yeah, i love the beatles um you're definitely no I, okay for me it's 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 uh the doors uh oh Jim, I like the Doors musically, but uh, Jim Morrison and his lyrics and stuff, have just, for whatever reason, I've always just tweaked my nerves. They're out and, there. Yeah, yeah. And, and and just some of the concepts of it. And, like, uh, I don't know, like, when people overshow off or something, like, when they overperform, I, I'm not a real big fan of it, you know? And, and that's why I've always kind of downplayed anything that I do. And I like background. I'm more like a, I should have been a really good background singer or something, but. I can't <laughs> but like real like performative like have to get all the attention kind of things always sort of perturbed me and I, I always felt like he was over the top and like playing into it rather than that just being who he is you know yeah. what I mean? and I just would for whatever reason I could see that and it always bothered me <laughs> yeah it kind of didn't feel authentic you didn't feel like an authentic yeah yeah one. Yeah, because I, I know real that. messed up people. <laughs> well, on the on the flip side of that, is there is there like a um, someone that you're not I shouldn't like, like but, but you do? do. <laughs> yes, mine's Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, um, I don't know why. Sometimes I just I dig I like I dig her music. <laughs> all right, I ain't gonna lie. So yeah, there's a there's a couple actually, but one in particular that just happened recent to me was Yeet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be a fan of it, oh. and and like young kids like him. It's that new style. Uh, he did. He stayed some time in Oregon, and my and Henri Osborne was actually showing me him to let me know, like, oh. yo, you know this guy? And I was like, oh yeah, I do. And and his music's nothing like anything I would ever listen to, and I hated it instantly. Like, and I couldn't like when he first showed it to me. I was like, I cannot believe this is what everybody's like, and blah 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 in my head. And then like two days later, I was like doing something i remember i was cleaning and picking up and i'm like mumbling rapping his verses in my head and it was like stuck in my head and i'm like oh my gosh no i want to hear this again and i put it on sure enough i liked it and uh <laughs> so it's my like I, there's only a few songs that i really bumped you know but it, i i i do like it i'm not gonna lie it, yeah. it was pretty hard yeah <laughs> but i listen to like all kinds of music like uh, uh when you like roll with me it, like if you're like stuck in my van and we're driving somewhere in my car you know like uh, i'm gonna be playing a bunch of stuff that you know i'll play like you definitely will be like oh yeah you're just gonna bump some sage and aesop and stuff yeah that's gonna be in there but a lot of stuff that i'm playing is, is gonna be different i'm gonna be i'm gonna be bumping it's like mono neon or like uh 
uh, hiatus coyote. My boy get, got, gets me hip to all these things, you know what I mean? And then I'm yeah. just like, I'm all over. I fall in love with them, you know, like uh, phony people. He got me hip too. I really like what they got going on. And then there's this, uh, these soldies that I'm really into, like these sincere's and these sacred souls. And uh, there's this uh, dude, Joy Quinones, and he's like super ill. And it's like this cool Latino movement that's happening and they're like going back to the old school like cars and the way it looks and they're doing like doo-wop stuff and i really like doo-wop oh, and old cool. music too you know so like i've always incorporated it into like uh the music that i make with like my partner josh and the chitrona stuff like uh it, it that platform's always been easier for me to put that side of me into my music on uh, like chitrona more playful and fun like on my solo stuff and stuff with Old Dominion or, or Strange Famous, I, I, I really go for more serious and technical and stuff like that, you know? Right. It, it, that's like a, a platform for that kind of thing. But I have this real goofy, nerdy side of me that likes, like I really like making doo-wop joints. I'm not going to lie. It's like one of my favorite things to do in the world. And uh, sometimes I go to the studio, like <laughs> I had a song I was doing with Crooked Eye the other day, right? And I was supposed to go record my verse for Crooked Eye which yeah i'm really excited and it's a really technical dope song he, he's one of the best rappers on the planet so i'm super excited to do it but when we got in the lab all i wanted to write was this like funny doo-wop song and i don't know why but that's just what i was in the mood to do and so i made it priority and everybody was just like looking at him like seriously this is like what you want to do right now man like <laughs> but you know i don't care it, it's what i wanted to do and yeah and i love it, it and I love making really hard stuff too and really like technical stuff I, I, and rapid fast and doing all the cool stuff that has all the bells and whistles. I love doing it. It's it, like so fun to do for me, but I also really love making people laugh or something, make a funny song, something that's heartfelt or sweet even, you know, like, mm -hmm. and what's crazy is anytime I, I write those, I usually write them for myself. Them are the ones that have made me more money than any other song. <laughs> that I wrote. You yeah. know, I wrote yeah. this lullaby for my kid and my wife when well i wrote it for my kid i like freestyled it put it in the bed and then um i really like the melody so i like sung it into my phone so i wouldn't forget it when we're in the studio you know and we're like going through beats and i heard this beat and i was like whoa it's like in the same key as my little lullaby you know and so i turned it into this love song and and i really i really vibed out on it and it was super dope to me but like martinez even he was like, dude, this is even soft for me. And like, he's like super like, I'm supposed to be like the MC, you know, and, and he's more like the like lover boy, you know, but he's, he said it was even too soft for him. And I was like, yo, man, if this is like a, a really, I don't want to dirty this song up. I don't want to make it funny or slapstick. I just want to make a sweet, sweet song because I, it's about my kid, man, right about my yeah. kid. <laughs> so, and he loves my son too. So he wrote his verse, you know, and, and it became this real lovable song, dude, like, we ended up getting like a global campaign from that song from Samsung. They used it for the Galaxy S4. They we got paid over a hundred grand for that joint, wow. and, and, and they put us in the commercial as like principal actors. So wow. I was getting mailbox money for a little bit. It was amazing, right. you know, like, uh, and it's all because of a love song that nobody wanted to do except for me. But I just had a feeling. Hey, would you mind if I sing a song? And if you like it, you could sing along. I made it for you and I don't even know your name Hey, I wouldn't want you to walk away Without hearing what I got to say Please give me one conversation
and you know with sage too like i've had a couple of songs that i made that they just weren't in the wheelhouse i guess of, of strange famous and he would be like yo man honestly i just if you didn't use auto-tune on that one part i might like it so i re-record it and try it a different way he's like honestly i think i just don't like this song sleep <laughs> oh wow <laughs> you know and i'd be like no problem man i use that same exact song i'm talking about for the chicharrones album and it ended up getting so much licensing and stuff for me like i i you know it just fits like different moods that right. maybe yeah. we're talking about but it's, I, i'm not like i don't get my feelings hurt about stuff like that That's you know I, I i just like making what i make and yeah. i, I make everything well, and it's also awesome that you that you're able to uh, to do to like you're not you're not stuck in just one 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 thing. Like you're able to fuck around and, and make the things that, that make you feel good. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, like my favorite group is Flight of the Concord. Like I oh, me too. Alive. I we, love them. Yeah, we they're the best, man. Just I, I fanboy at their concert. Oh my god, <laughs> we were just talking about that with our kids at dinner just before just we tonight. got on here. Because we raised them watching that since they were really tiny little babies. Yeah, same. I, yeah, I was like, I don't think that there's many other kids that grew up watching <laughs> watching this. My kids did. That's so okay, so you're the other. You're the other yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, I would bump them in the cars like well, we'd take like road trips and stuff mm -hmm. too because like their songs are funny and the kids all would sing it and I would sing it with them. You know what I mean? And then they came to Portland I, for the first time. I had never seen them here. Um, I got I had, like set a timer on my phone and like oh, got a right. ticket as soon as they dropped. I got front row tickets. Everything wow. I spent way wow. too much money for me and my <laughs> wife and, and, and like I, I fanboyed out for real. It's like we were sitting uh, waiting for like Eugene Merman did his set and I love Eugene Merman stuff and it was hilarious. But all of a sudden Jermaine like got on the mic and he's like, everybody make some noise for Eugene Merman. <laughs> and I, I was like, yo, great. It's Jermaine. It's Jermaine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a super fan. It was amazing. I remember our, my it was either my mom or your mom like was tripping because like my daughter like she must have been three or four or was that yeah, when they're singing too many dick on the dance floor? Oh, yeah, that was our daughter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the, on the hearth, walking back and forth, like all sassy. <laughs> <laughs> or like or like sugar lumps too. Yeah, yeah. we quote, we have a, me and my wife. We we like. I have so many quotables in our lives that come from little things that like a uh, flight of the concords or arrested development or just any show like that we like will watch together or music we listen together we get all these little inside things that become code to us in in real life you know and that one definitely i'll always be like i see girls checking out my room <laughs> checking out the front of my trucks <laughs> hey uh big big hunk or charleston chew <laughs> you did, this is the old episode i get it now um, I'm, gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go big hunk son yeah i love a big hunk but but i, I don't i think i'd lose all my teeth if i tried to jump in that's one what my wife right calls now. me a big hunk <laughs> awesome. no, she actually calls me plumpkin <laughs> Wait, what was your first concert? What was the, the very first concert you ever you ever went to? Like, the one that la like that memory lasted for you? I, I mean, that wasn't like uh, mariachi music or something. Right. No, yeah, yeah. Somebody that you some <laughs> show that you went to that was like, like it was the Far Side. On honestly, oh, wow. I, uh, like I, I, I was like kind of poor and never had money for concerts and stuff and didn't have any hookups or anything to get into right. them, you know. And uh, 
everybody like far side was my favorite group i loved far side so much and this is like when i was in high school and uh they were coming to portland and my brother-in-law bought me a ticket to the show and i went down there and this the, it was actually so significant because i went with Henri. me and Henri went together and it was my very first concert um and that's where we met the rest of the crew from Old Dominion. It was the first time we all met each other. Was at that wow. concert. Were you rapping? Yeah. Were you guys all rapping at that point, or were oh, you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, cool. I had been rapping my whole life. Dude, like, I, I started rapping uh, for reals. Like, on it sounds dumb, but I, I really started rapping when I was about five years old. Uh, um, I, I I used to get babysat by my uh, aunt, and uh, like I lived in the ghetto, but they lived in the more ghetto. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There was like there's levels to it. Right. And so and so like. Uh, after school, I would go to my aunt Lugie's house, uh, and she lived with my uh, my great grandpa. And all my cousins were like just a little extra hood. But I had this one cousin, Jude, who was really he was like the sickest popper, and, and he could break dance real good. You know what I mean? And like, so he was kind of legendary in in, our, in that hood. And every day after school, um, they would they would put out linoleum, and everybody would like break dance and battle each other and pop and and. I just got really good at the rapping part. I could just do it. I don't know. I used to break dance too. I could do all the power moves and stuff when I was little. So like I was like this little b-boy um, that can rap and everybody would just be like, oh, dude, like, kick that rap. But I was only kicking like Nucleus and other people's raps, right? Yeah. And then and then my very first rap I wrote was with Honoree and it was kind of like a dumb rap. I, I wrote about fried bread in New Mexico and it was just like this like silly rap, but it was funny and we made everybody laugh with it. And then uh, it was just me and Honoree like, I met. I moved to like Farmington from Albuquerque when I was ten, when my parents got divorced, um, and I didn't really have any friends or anything, and I really felt out of place there, and it was just kind of like this weird thing. So I bring my ghetto blaster to school, and I would just like play hip hop music because it's what I knew. You know what I mean? I would mm -hmm. just like pop, and I would like listen to my stuff. And one day, Honoree just walked up to me. He's like, "How do you know about Run DMC?" And I was like, "I don't know. I, I love Run DMC." He's like, "He's like, dude, around here, I'm the only one who like knows about them." And, and uh, I was like, really? He's like, yeah. And he's like, I love them. And from that point on, me and him were run DMC for like that whole year. Yeah. I was I was run and he was DMC and we would just go back and forth. All, I would bring my ghetto blaster to school and, and me and him would just rap back and forth. He's been my rap partner for, I'm 47 now. So I've been rapping with Honoree for 37 years. Wow. Like that's, that's how long he's I've been in Farmington too? Yeah. We wow. grew up together. He's that's my a, best friend. Such a small yeah. area, a small town. Yeah, it's a small town, um, but Defy's from there. Like, there's some there's some dope MCs that came from there. Well, there weren't MCs around uh, Henri and I. Like, when we when we did it, it was just, like, for me, it was in Albuquerque. I got my, like, introduction to it. And then me and Henri kept each other's, like, passion for it alive over the years. It was just, like, we, we both always did it. We would, like, rock shows and, and, and rock, like, I rocked way more shows before I even went to a concert. Like, I'd never even been to a concert, but I had put on, like... I can't even tell you how many shows I put on. We would do like these little things, man, like where I would go talk to like the wrestling coach at Navajo Academy or something and be like, hey, can we go through the wrestling program and we'll split the door and give you, you guys can use it as a raise and we'll, we'll throw a show here in your spot. And like they would do it. And then, wow. you know, and we'd make like a whole bunch of money. We wouldn't know what to do. We, we'd go to like Pizza Hut or something. Yeah. And then be like, yo, can we'll give you 50 bucks if we can we have complete access to the jukebox. And then we would like, or we would like buy the jukebox and then just buy hella pizza and eat it and just yeah. like take like three pizzas home to our families and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was like we didn't invest or spend it, right? But we were making the money and putting on our own shows and doing that stuff. So 
And then uh, I moved to Seattle. Well, I moved. I actually moved to this little town called Kelso. My mom um, and, and my stepdad uh, got jobs up there at this nuclear power plant. It's the same nuclear power plant that the Simpsons base uh, oh, their yeah. nuclear power plant. That my my parents actually used to work there for reals. And right. um, yeah, because I don't know if you know, the Simpsons are all based around Portland stuff. You know what I, I mean? Didn't know uh, that, no. Yeah, like Burns is like Burnside. Uh, Flanders is a street here. Like all of their names are like streets in Portland. Oh. Yeah, and, and it, the guys from Springfield, uh, Eugene, it, Eugene, Oregon, it, is shared. They're like a twin city with Springfield, Oregon, and it, and Springfield is where the Simpsons are from. You know, it's a, and that uh, power plant would be Trojan, where my parents worked. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah. So when I moved up to the Northwest, I got lucky, and uh, I was I was fourteen when I moved up here, and. I, I met this guy, he was from Watts, but he was living in this little small town, Kelso, you know, and he worked at the, I met him at KB Toys, because uh, <laughs> I would go there and buy my video games, you know what I mean? And and, uh -huh. and uh, he he was doing something about rap one day, and I told him I, I was an MC, and then I rapped for him, and he saw money, so he was just like, yo, dude, come here, I'm going to be your manager and stuff, <laughs> and then uh, I was just a kid, so I was like, begging my mom to sign bad contracts and stuff and she wouldn't do it and i'd be like think she was the worst yeah. oh, mm -hmm. you just don't even know what i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and like um yeah and then uh he introduced me to pale soul and oh. like pale was working at kb toys too and once me and pale met we ditched everybody else and, and just latched onto each other and he was my my friend um and it, I, I learned so much from him. He was like way more advanced as an MC as me at that point. I thought he thinks that I was, but like I learned a lot from him. I used to like cuss a bunch of my lyrics and not really have as much dope content. I said like kind of shitty things. And at that time in his life, he was real conscious and he'd be like, hey, okay, man, you, you think you you have to cuss so much or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> how, wait, how old were you guys when that, when that was going on? When I met Pale, I was 14. Uh, and he's like a year and a half or two years older than me. So, but he seemed so old to me at that time when somebody's like driving already and you're like mm -hmm. a kid, like you, they're just your elder, you know, yeah. you like do everything they tell you. And so he was telling me to be good. And then um, <laughs> we had like this hiatus from each other where like I moved back to New Mexico because I was kind of a little troublemaker when I was a kid and my parents didn't know how to handle me. So they sent me back to my grandparents and stuff, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, which was great because I got to reconnect with Honoree, but me and Pale lost contact with each other. And then uh, my senior year, I was kind of missing my mom and moved back to the Northwest again. And uh, I was with my buddy Reggie and we're broke down on the side of the highway. Sure enough, Pale just comes driving by and he sees me and he just like pulls over on the freeway. Like, like he comes up to us and uh, he like reverses and he's like, yo, he called me Crush. My name used to be Kid Crush. You know, he'd be like, Kid Crush. <laughs> and like, like his name used to be Mellow D or so we all had so many crappy names when we were young you know what I mean like sleep stuck with me when I was 19 I got called sleep when I was 19 and it never went away and I, I remember when I first got it I was like I don't want to be sleep <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like quit calling me that I was like trying to come up with some ninja name you know what I mean yeah. ninja sleep I've been sleep. I'm not gonna sleep on you anymore. And speaking okay. of sleep, uh, on the uh, as part of one of the segments we do on the show, I do a useless fact. Um, okay. There's a few facts, so I'm sharing okay. with you and Adrian. Okay. Um, and these are facts about sleep, not you, but sleep. Uh, two thirds of a cat's life is spent asleep. There's one fact. 
Um, wow. Within five minutes of waking up, 50% of your dream is forgotten. And yep. humans are the only mammals that will willingly delay sleep. Oh, so, yeah. There you go. Oh, wow. Oh, well, I have one more. 12% of humans dream entirely in black and white. I, I, I don't know how they how they know that, but those are some facts. I don't know either. That that That's pretty crazy. And those are some interesting facts there. Um, <laughs> my name is Sleep, and I do not get enough of it. Uh, I, I am so sleep deprived like you would I, it would never no one would ever know it by unless you were in my world and I, I, I like wake up to to good news because i don't look at my phone and then as soon as i look at my phone it's like a whole whirlwind of things that i'm responsible for that i have to take care of and i just like spiral downward from there <laughs> like yeah. oh god you know and so they say not to sleep with your phone near your bed <clears throat> I don't. I've been yeah, leaving it downstairs in my basement. Oh, that's uh, good. And and then I won't even look at it till I like look at my wife long enough because she's hella pretty and that's way <laughs> better. Like I would just like stare at her in the morning. I tell her like, uh, you remember that show Moonlighting? Yeah, with uh, uh, Bruce Willis and um and Sybil Shepherd. Sybil Shepherd, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. And you remember like whenever they would show like uh, Sybil Shepherd, they would like put like this Vaseline kind of cloudy, it's like a glamour shot kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, so it was real soft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so when I wake up in the morning, my eyes are like blurry and stuff, and I look at my wife and she looks like a glamour shot to me. You know what I mean? She's just like hella pretty, and, and then there's like smudge around her of, of like fuzzy. Everything's blurry around her. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, That's very sweet. Ah, thanks. You play Mario Kart? Oh yeah. Rainbow Road. Do you take the shortcut? Shortcut or not? I've been known to take the shortcut a couple <laughs> times. It depends who I'm playing against, right? Like, yeah. is it worth? Do you make it every time? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I bounce I, off. I, I've been, I've been like, well, I actually probably right now I'd bounce off. <laughs> um, like practiced me wanting to like bug my kids and lap them and stuff like that just to like be like ha ha <laughs> i will definitely so i will land that like a ninja it's but so dude, I, ever since like ever since the first like a uh, like on the 64 when i discovered like all those shortcuts i would like do every single one of those cheats yeah. bro like i would jump the wall i would uh, glitch that brought you all the way on dk's whatever like i i did every single one of those things very well <laughs> we have many nights of that yeah, many nights. They were just like making music and beating each other at video games. That's all we did for like 10 years. Wow. Yeah. Well, it paid off. Well, one of them paid off. Well, yeah. No. They both paid off? <laughs> the music didn't pay off? Yeah, it did. No, it did. It did. Like, honestly. I don't know if uh, the games did. That's what I thought was the payoff. was like how good I got at that stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> these accolades ain't going to get themselves, you know? Like, I I got I got uh, awards to get. Gaming awards. Uh, we we also do this. Um, we have, uh, I can feel the time. My timer had, is, is getting ready to go. But um, I, we have uh, the segment uh, Sage's Social Media Lurk. <laughs> Hello, Ty and Adrian. What up, Sleepy? Strange famous in the house. Hey, by the time this episode airs, we'll already have Bro Down at the Rhyme Fest 
uh, I'm looking forward to that for sure. I've been looking but, so um, forward to this. Say, yeah, I, I, I just bro. going through your social media is fun because it's not much to scroll through. You're not, you haven't been super active <laughs> in all the years that you've been on it. So I can easily get to the bottom of your Twitter timeline and see how it started. And I think I may have actually pressured you to get onto Twitter <laughs> <laughs> when we released the Christopher album, or maybe it was a hesitate. Yeah. Hesitation wounds. Anyways, um, in 2009, you tweeted cleaning my house thinking of the next big dance craze <laughs> exclamation point <laughs> we've actually danced on stage together we've had i think we have similar backgrounds in like aerobic hip-hop not like we couldn't really pass as b-boys but this you know there's a hip-hop element to, the, to our style um well anyways my question is so in 2009 it was toward the end of 2009 you said that what was the next big dance craze I haven't seen Sage in a long time. He looks great. Um, the, I think I think the the dance craze that I was working on was a song called Crooked Politician, uh, and I was writing a dance move talking about. Uh, it, it was it was like a funny song I made about how politicians operate, but I made it into a dance move where they're being like shady and, and lying to everybody, and it's it was the dance, but I can't remember how I said it. I said something about like they pull the knife out the back, and I don't remember what it was, but it was like <laughs> it was a great dance craze. I'm telling you, if we would have been able to do it, we would have beat, um, we would have beat uh, the, that dance craze that just happened uh, from uh, the Adams Family stuff. Whoa. Oh right, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, from Wednesday, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, Wednesday. I, I, I could have had that dance craze first, I think, with this one. It, it was the crooked politician, and it was dope. <laughs> okay, well, this froze. I'm going to push play on Sage again. So I, I... I'll see you in Denver on Denver. June 17th at the Strange Famous Fest with all the homies. I love you. Love y'all. DOD 45 forever. Strange Famous. Ah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dope having a legendary bro, you know? <laughs> Yeah, he's he's so dope. He's yeah, he's been he's been a good good friend to us. Um, hey, what's more intriguing these days, a Slick Rick verse or a Rick and Morty script? Oh, well, Slick Rick verse, but I, I uh, you know, I am a fan of uh, Rick and Morty for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, hey, but... at at a state fair, do you go corn dog or corn cob? Corn cob all the way. <laughs> corn cob or Navajo taco. Ooh. Ah! <laughs> Does the corn cob come with New Mexico chile on it? Oh, see, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, the Navajo taco, yeah, because <laughs> it has fried bread on it. Mm -hmm. My very first rap verse. <laughs> hey, what was I was trying to? I couldn't remember. Um, what are the pigs? What What's the significance of pigs to you? Uh, for me, it's because I have a group called the Chicharrones, which are pork rinds. Uh, and, and, oh, I didn't and... realize that was what that was in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it was just like, okay, I told you, I have a really goofy side. Uh, on top of my my other music that I make, I, the stuff that I make with uh, with Josh Martinez is just like, it's more funny and goofy. Like, it, it's the lighter hearted side of me. And yeah, that's, we how like... we first, that's how we first discovered you 20, uh, 28 years ago from, from the Chicharrones. That's what... Well, what twenty? Oh, we've only been married for twenty-two years. 
And see, I really love that stuff. It's like really some of my favorite. Like me and Josh, we've grown really close over the years. Uh, he moved from Canada to to Portland here too. And the company that we started, we started together. And um, like we we we've just always been like inseparable. Really, like we we really do a lot of good work together. And uh, we just went through all the challenges together. So we trust each other <laughs> immensely, you know. And so. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, when we were when we were spearheading like group names, uh, when I first met uh, Josh, I thought he was Latino. Uh, uh, Soul had told me about him. His name was Josh Martinez, and I had a way different uh, vision of what he looked like to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> he didn't have like look like Justin Timberlake or like a young <laughs> Wolverine or something, but like. Uh, he, he definitely uh, caught me off guard and then he told me a story and I realized like his humor and when I first started working with him it was really hard for me to sort of like kind of not be serious right like I had come from the old Dominion era so like our music was really serious and and technical and he was like trying to get me out of that comfort zone into more like funny and because he knew that side of my personality right I'm really mm -hmm. goofy I'm a nerd and um, so like he knew that side of me and he tapped into it and we were in the van one day like we we're on tour it, it just used to be like we had made a couple songs together and we would go on tour with each other and we would just take turns headlining and then after whoever headlined we would at the end of our set we would bring the other one up and we would do a set together um and it would just set it off everybody was just going crazy about it like the crowd would get excited and we just we knew we had this like sort of magic energy like we harmonize really well together our voices go good together it's like so natural it just clicks when it clicks it clicks right mm -hmm. so we're kind of like fly to the concourse <laughs> i think that's why i like <laughs> yeah. them so much. Yeah. you know what i mean like you guys are though it is because you, you, you guys like make good music like. together yeah and we're goofy and, and we make positive music that's ma made to make people feel good not like feel bad about themselves mm -hmm. right so yeah um I was just in the back of the van and I was thinking about like growing up. There used to be like this trailer at my grandma's house that belonged to the Gomez's across the street and it was their band trailer. And I used to always just climb on it and stuff and play. And um, it had like their logo on it and it was, they were, their band was called the Royal Flush or whatever. They were like a, they were like a mariachi kind of family yeah. band, but their logo was a toilet. And I just always thought it was so funny. Oh you know what I mean? And that's so why I was like, I, I was thinking like funny names. And I thought about like, I was thinking about Josh and, and how I thought he was Latino like me. And I, I was just kind of thinking how to like give it like a funny Latin name, but like be goofy. So you expected something to be nerdy out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just thought the Chicharrones and I don't know why I just thought it sounded so funny to me. And I said it and he was like, yeah, I love it. And it, it stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and so we have been the Chicharrones uh, ever since. And I, I don't know. I, I think it's a, if you get it, you get it. But most people can't say it. That's what I wrote. Yeah. Yeah. What I used I wrote. to always say the chica chickarones. Chickarones, <laughs> yeah. I hear it all the time. Chickarones. I used to say we should name our we should change our name to the Sharones. You know what I mean? Just like make it easy. <laughs> they do up, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because we do do up, anyways, right? So like, I, I wish I could show you guys this new song I'm, I'm gonna finish up tonight. I, it, it's really fun. Uh, it's about like a. Our tour manager, Kelly, she's actually my, like, manager manager. She's my sister, and I've always, like, not my blood sister, but, like, through life, we've been, become brother and sister, and she's always handling everything for me. She's, like, does all my music business. She'll be our tour manager, help me with booking. She's just been, like, my ace, right? Um, and so I wrote a song 
dedicated to her. <laughs> but I made it really funny and I told real life tour stories um, and about how she saves the day and it's all based around her and like multitasking and her driving and it's just like it's a really funny song and it's all doo-wop and, and I made it like oh. super doo-wop but it was like it was really cool and and uh what will that end up on will that will like we release that as a single or will it end up like on an EP <laughs> yeah it's gonna end up on the it'll end up on the teacher on this album like the stuff I'm working on today I'm working on three projects basically I'm working on um I'm working on my solo stuff um I'm working on a bunch of features so I, I've had like some some pretty big uh musical guys uh they recently have just really been interested in me it turns out like this young kid that i used to know is now a grown man he's a very powerful like, record record exec and wow. like nice and and uh, i'm his favorite rapper and he's like not gonna stop he doesn't take no for an answer so this is how i just started doing all these songs like i just did that song with ice t and chuck d yeah um i i, I just recorded a song with talib kwali I just recorded a, a joint with Crooked Eye and Rapid Forte. Um, I'm accompanying Rapping Forte on a record uh, where I'm going to be the special guest for it. Um, I, 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 and there's a whole list of other people that I'm working on right now, like all these crazy songs and features. Like it seems like they're just going to be like blasting out what I could do. It sounds really cool because I don't, I'm not very good at promoting myself. Like I, I was telling you guys before, I have friends like that hang out with me every day and didn't even know I had a music thing going on for like right. four years Yeah, because I forget to talk about stuff, you know, like there's so many other cool things that I, I get sidetracked and don't think about any like bragging or anything. So I don't yeah. I have to be in a special mood to brag and, and or some special person makes me feel threatened or something that doesn't happen very often, <laughs> you know, like it has to be a really handsome guy. My wife, like I twinkled or something like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't, I'm too old to even fight. Like, I'm just like, well, I would lose. <laughs> but you guys want to see my wifey real quick? Look how cute she is. She looks like an off-duty supermodel. Oh, well, oh. I, yeah, there we go. Hello. Hey. Off-duty supermodel. Yeah, yeah. And she's wearing a Simpson shirt, by the way. <laughs> Repping local. <laughs> you already That's know. Awesome. Local, local. Well, business. let me hit you with these. Uh, the uh, we'll we'll wrap up with these. These things I call I, this new thing that I'm calling the dish. They're rapid fire questions. And they, okay, let me see. Well, I I've known for rapid fire. Okay. Response. We'll we'll we'll, I, we'll see how we go. Sorry, I'm having a cramp in my toe right now. Fucking oh, that's okay. Toe. I always have a cramp in my toe. <laughs> Damn it. I kicked a pillow that was filled with toys one day. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, here we go. Here's the dish. Okay. Anyone out there who really dislikes you that they'll have a diss track about you someday? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too much of a, like, a softie to get like haters or enemies. Like, uh... I, I can't think of anybody oh. that would write a bad song about me. Is there no. anyone that will suffer a diss track from you? Uh, maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what the fuck is up with Kid Rock? Okay, actually, I would I would serve Kid Rock's ass. That that dude, honestly, uh, I'll battle him anytime, any place, public, no money, for money, it wouldn't matter. That's somebody I would I would get behind dissing. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Who do you think you'd make some bangers with if you were ever given the chance? Man, honestly, uh, 
I think Chicharrones and Young Gravy make good music together. Uh, I think uh, he's funny and we have a styles that lend with each other. I, I really want to do a joint with Pharaoh Monch one of these days. I really feel like rapping with Pharaoh and Prince Poe. Organized Confusion would be like a dream come true for me to do something with them. Um, I, and I'm getting a lot of my dreams are happening right now. Like I didn't even realize how good uh, Talib and myself would sound together. But um, people are having a hard time telling which one's which. <laughs> so you guys have already you guys have already laid um, uh, done bars and, and and laid them down on tracks. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I, I, I um, I've been recording. I I actually uh, took a couple hours off so we could do this, but I'm booked from like for the next week solid. I'm I'm knocking out all these joints. I already have all the recordings. Like these are, these are like already really big progress far behind him getting done like this joint with crooked eye is so ill like his verses i had to write two verses i'm not gonna lie like i i came in thinking i had it um but his stuff was so clean it made me like rethink it like okay well wow and that doesn't happen a lot of times you know what i mean so it was really nice to be challenged and like have something to look forward to and to get me excited like when i was a kid like stuff that there's a bar to reach and you're just like yeah i want to get there i want to get to this point make something that i haven't made before something ill right like it's all i want to do is make new stuff that doesn't sound exactly like the other stuff and that's why i took a little hiatus is because it started i i got to a point where i was making i made like a thousand plus songs in one year i just recorded and just i was doing like three or four songs a day it was insane and 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 i i felt like i was broken it started feeling like assembly line to me Mm -hmm. and everything started feeling the same to me and i hated it and and i had to literally just put it all down and live life for a while and life will give me enough to deal with that i would have like four albums uh so now like now you know i've been going through some good times and tough times and we've lost some of our friends and family and you know then there's a pandemic and there's like it gives you everything you need to have so much material to talk about right now the way everything is the the trauma like everybody has ptsd from politics and in social mm-hmm. media and everything that we're going through right now like everybody's sort of like traumatized you know what i mean mm-hmm. and do, don't even know how to talk to each other anymore it's like uncomfortable right. you don't want to get into too serious of talk and you don't want to say not enough and you know what i mean it's just yes. like everybody's kind of going through it and glued to phones and this and that and i you start analyzing it and I took that little vacation and got some break from the clouds and now I'm like really excited to talk about it. I just needed like a minute to get space from everything, see what like I want to talk about and, and it's right there in front of me and, and I'm really excited to see what comes out of this. Like tonight when I leave here, when we jump off this, I'm I'm going to do this doo-wop song. It's already in my head. I got a little ditty there. I, I, I So I got like this song. Um, I got a 62 Thunderbird and it's really dope. It's like, like, looks like the Batmobile. It's matte black, murdered out, kind of sick, right? And I never had an old school like that before. And like, I, I worked hard to finally have one and I have one, and, and but it doesn't run yet. I, I have like just a couple of tweaks to it and I'm not really dope with that. So I'm depending on my friend who's like the man and he's taken uh, forever to do, do it. So I've just been like fantasizing about cruising my car. <laughs> so like the last three songs that I've written have literally been me just cruising with my wife <laughs> in, in the car. Like I, I'm gonna, if they don't hurry up and fix my car, I'm gonna be full on like gente Chicano. My album's gonna be so Chicano, like nobody's gonna recognize me anymore. Like it's it's getting like it's getting serious over here. <laughs> you know. Uh, I appreciate you even coming on our show and 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 uh, and getting this figured out. It's been 
awesome to ha- like talk to you and hear hear what's going on with you. Like I'm really that's it's really exciting to hear all this shit's uh, looking up for you. I, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing it. Are all, all, all on all those things like with the Talib quality and all these other things that you're doing? Are they are they like um uh like group group things or is it or is it more of like um someone's featured on something or they're they're just like gonna be singles like people are just like giving me all these crazy verses man and and i'm trying to figure out what to do with them i've I've gotten Henri on a couple of the joints i I got matt like martinez on a couple joints i i I have just myself on a couple of them you know what i mean it's it's just like i'm i'm pounding out this music and i uh, I probably will release them as singles while I work on a, a larger project because uh, I have about two solo records finished already. Uh, they're just so different from each other. I have one that uh, it, I have like one teacher on this record that's about 90% done. I have a sleep record that's about 90% done. I have another sleep record that's a little harder and like uh, kind of like more ill, which I, I really like. Um, and that one is about 80% done. I probably have like I don't know, ten or so more songs recorded with Henri. So that'd be like another wow. project you, that's ready to come out. Are you the type? Do you do you uh, like do you strategically release stuff, or do you like to just dump it when it's ready? I, you know, honestly, I just make music, and sometimes yeah. I don't even release it. And we make music uh, just because we need to make music. But yep. I don't ever feel the need like like I have to release music. You know what I mean? I want to share it with people in the time that I feel is relevant. Like if something like feels relevant to me for the times and i feel like it'll give somebody a good like track to listen to or might make their day if they're going through a hard time if the weather's all messed up and i want to give them something to like cheer them up i I might leak something or release it you know what i mean but other than that i've just been making music and stockpiling it and working on my company i I started an edible company here in uh portland and we ended up becoming like the largest white label man um we're responsible for like 60% of all the edibles in the, in the oh, entire wow. state. Yeah, w- yeah, it was like a real business. It's my first like grown-up business, you know, right. <laughs> and, and like uh, it, it's changed a lot of things for me, both like financially and um, and how I, I think about business. And, and now I've learned so much stuff. Like it was like a different language when I started getting into it, right? Like I, all these people were talking high-level business, MOQs and SOPs and yeah. every acronym <laughs> Like, I don't know that stuff, you know what I mean? Right. I'm from New Mexico. Like, I, I didn't have, like, a formal education or anything. Like, I, I just made music and, and bumped around like Forrest Gump. And, and, and got it, pizzas you know. after your shows. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and so, like, it, uh, there's a learning curve, but I will learn it if you put it in front yeah. of me. So yeah. I, I just asked questions, figured out what all these um, meant. And now that I know what it means, like, it just kind of gave me some structure and I built something from nothing. Um, Josh and me, we took our last 10 grand uh, that we had in our record label in Camel Bear and we bought some equipment and we went wreck and we started this company and and now, you know, it's a multi-million dollar company. Wow. It's yeah. a, it's a company. Yeah, it, it's changed a lot of things, you know, and uh, because of it, it, we found ourselves way more busy than we <clears throat> ever planned on being. Sure. And now we're desperately seeking a way out of it. Like, let's sell our business and go back on the road. This, you know what I mean? But like, um, when we sell that, then we'll be able to put a lot into our shows and a lot into ourselves, you know, and like really take a, a chance on us and be able to do things that people couldn't do for us before. And we, we definitely couldn't before, you know, so it just, it's cool. Like there, I, I feel like everything's coming full circle um, and all the hard work from everybody that's been going on for like decades 
uh, is now just kind of doing something right like yeah a lot of the, like it might not have paid at the time like when you're touring and losing money and not knowing how you're going to pay your bills or how you're going to eat and you're just always on the road trying to build this thing what you end up doing is creating a massive network you know and all these people in college that you were playing shows for and and, and my the thing that i was blessed with is like I really like people and I nobody is like special or less important to me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, 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 the janitor is the same to me as the executive. Like I'm, it doesn't matter what you, where you are in life. I, if you're good to me, I'll be good to you. And I respect everybody equally. You know, I, I love people and I've been always kind to people and <laughs> people in my, my uh, career, like people in my world are sometimes not, you know, they could be cocky and arrogant and, take this person's girlfriend or that and so like as life tens and 20 years go by uh these kids who grow up to be like executives and lawyers and doctors or whatever they become they remember how you treated them when they weren't that you know what i mean and so like uh that's been a real blessing for me because i was the guy that was always good to everybody who was good to me you know what i mean yeah i didn't and and i always like I was always in a committed relationship, so I, I, I wasn't the guy taking your girl and there's not a girl on the planet that's gonna me to me or anything crazy. You yeah. know, like I just don't I don't have any of that kind of stuff to worry about. Like socially I'm good. I feel like, you know, that, that's why I said I can't I wish I could have an enemy, like but it's not in me. Like even people who do me dirty, I still like them at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> you can find something about them. I, I'm always like, like oh, I hope it really helped them. They really needed that money they stole yeah. out of our bank account. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, what? I really do, am that way. But uh, yeah. well, I'll do. I'll do this. Um, we wrap up an episode with a final philosophical uh, comment. So there's Work. this lady, um, Rene Descartes, was a French philosopher from the 1600s. And he wondered how we can distinguish wakefulness from sleep. Uh, because most philo- most philosophers argued that dreaming can literally replicate our perceptual experiences, which led to the worries that if dreams can so convincingly deceive us, we cannot know anything about the external world for certain, because everything we experience might just be a dream. So the question, your philosophical question is, how do we distinguish if we're uh, dreaming or awake? Are we in a dream right now? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like, like we've had this, we've pondered this idea similar to it before, you know, like, obviously, we're not uh, in a dream that I'm having in my bedroom right now. Um, I, I would identify it pretty quickly by the fact that, like, I'm not doing something silly. My dreams are crazy. I have really weird dreams. Um, and my wife's obsessed with dreams and she logs my dreams. And, like, I mean, some, and, and what's crazy is they actually do have a lot of, like, sort of like psychic dreams uh, and I, oh, wow. I could give you examples of them but i probably would have to put a couple of people on blast that i don't want to but like they're like too weird to even like be real when they are yeah so what i say is like i i feel like there's no way to really know yeah. if we're like you know uh, if this is all like if we're all code if we're dreaming if uh our existence uh doesn't even mean anything at all because on the timeline of life like we don't even exist you know what i mean so like whatever this is i'm so blessed to have it and and i'm so grateful to experience it and like taste it smell it see it touch it dream it live it uh, imagine it like all the things that uh that we get to experience i'm so grateful and 
it, 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 I feel like time is circular. I, I can't like every time I try to picture infinity, uh, time not having a beginning and no end, it'll rack my brain. It'll make me hurt. It makes me feel like when you think about God being born or something, right? So it's just like it, it, it's impossible to like answer that. But what I start thinking about is if everything's just circular and it's always on this track that it's moving on, then any place in time will always exist. And I could always tap back into that time, whether it's like recalling it in my memories or maybe uh somehow i'm still living in in that time zone like those things that happened to me when i was 15 and this and that yeah, i'm still there somewhere living that exact reality right now as we speak and, and it helps me just kind of think like that that's forever we we exist because we exist and i don't think any of us are ever going to truly understand it and um it's beautiful i'm yeah. i'm glad still but you know honestly i take a lot of pleasure uh, and sometimes like Armageddon like kind of end scenarios where everything ends at the same time and we all go out in a bang together and I think about it because I just want to know what's going to happen at the end of the story no cliffhangers you know what I mean like, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the hardest part of dying for me it's like all my shows like and I, I gotta know what happened <laughs> you know what I mean like I, I don't have any cliffhangers in life so I'm just going to live it and not regret it I'm gonna tell people how I feel about them. Like people like to pick them. Even Sage and those guys, like they think I don't hear it. You know, Storm and them, their little jokes. I heard because on that end of that track when I was telling everybody I love you, I was like, I love you, Talia, I love you, Old Dominion, I love you. And then so they would when I talk them on the phone, they'd be like, Sleep, I love you. And they would think, and it was funny, you know. <laughs> but like I tell everybody I love them every day. I make sure uh, good that for you. that's oh, good. good. Because like you just never know when that's your last time seeing somebody, and uh, and, and I tell people how I feel about them while they're alive, not when they're dead. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I want them to know what they mean to me while they're here on this planet, while they're able to like digest it, while they can feel it, and like know how they affected me positively. Because there's so many people who have touched me and blessed me in my lifetime who like would never even know that they had such an impact on me uh, unless I took the time and told them like, yo. That time I was depressed and, and I moved in with you for a couple of months. That really did change my life, man. Like you're always going to hold a special place in my heart because you got me out of my funk this time and this and that, you know, I never forget it. And there's people I love that I don't talk to in a long time. And they love me in the same way. Like Aesop, for instance, me and Aesop Rock love each other. He's my bro. You know what I mean? And I've been bros with him for a really long time, but we don't need to tell each other all the time. But when we see each other, it's just known and we and, and we both end up missing each other after an extended period of time and sending each other like funny texts or like mm -hmm. miss your bug kind of text. You know what I mean? I love that guy. Mm -hmm. He's forever my brother. Um, and anytime I see him, I'll tell him how special he was to me because when my daughter's grandma died, she was really a, a fan of Aesop Rock. And I was like racking my brain. How could I cheer my daughter up? She's so sad. This is like a really big uh, monumental time for her you know what i mean like when her her first grandparent dies it's a really big deal mm -hmm. so i called up ace and i was like yo i don't want to put this on you man but i definitely could use your help can you call my daughter he's like i don't know what to say with her and i was like dude just be aesop rock as soon as she hears your voice uh she she's gonna like it's gonna help her and he was like i'll put it real deep on her bro i'll be like yo everything's gonna <laughs> be okay but he did it in the aesop voice you know yeah. what i mean gonna be okay <laughs> you know what i mean i was like yes exactly <laughs> and he called her and he did that for me and it made her feel so special and That's awesome and, and instead of being depressed she was like really excited that aesop rock called her and then he said that she'd call him anytime which she fully took advantage of and like <laughs> but, 
yo, this is Sleep Thought or enough about that. I just want to say blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? As she's growing <laughs> up. You know? but, um, uh, the, things like that will always hold a special place in my heart. And so I'll always have love and respect for the people who do that for me. You know, do those good deeds. They don't even realize they're doing at the time, but carry a lot of weight. And so if I'm dreaming, it's a good freaking dream. Sometimes it gets rough and bumpy. Um, but I'm glad that I met the people that I got to meet in this dream because if I woke up today and my family wasn't here and didn't exist, I, I wouldn't be anything yeah, anymore. I'm going to go right back to sleep. I, yeah, I would just, you'd either put me to bed if I woke up and it was a different reality. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want to live any other reality than the one that I'm living right now. I, I'm really blessed. I got a super dope home life. Like I have a wife who loves me and I love and I have kids who love me and I love and grandkids and I just feel super blessed to to just live that life, you know, and I'm really happy that people enjoy my music because really, if you hate my music, you kind of don't like me as a person because I throw myself into every part of my music so fully, you know, that um, I always worry when I drop it. Like, if you think my song sucks, you kind of think I suck. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So, I know like, exactly what you out, I was scared to release it. You know, I was like, dang. I wrote this about me and if they don't like this album they don't like me really you know and it, that's a hard concept to swallow and i just try to avoid reading anything like that or even if it's positive i, I try to stay away from it i don't want it to affect how i start feeling about it you know if i get too cocky i'm gonna make sloppy music and if i get too insecure i'm gonna make sloppy music so i just would rather just make happily you know what i mean hey are <laughs> you you're gonna be you're gonna be at strange fame fest right i am yeah, we're going to be there, and we're going to be oh, talking with everyone there. Um, yeah, we should get some dinner or lunch. I'm going to be there the day before. Um, so if you guys want to get together or do anything, I'll be down to meet up. That's what we just talked to Sage about. I guess he's um he's like uh, got an Airbnb, and they're going to do like a, the day before, like a some sort of like a strange fame dinner or something at the spot or something. So, yeah, because we, we've almost interviewed the whole strange famous roster, and uh, yeah. really close with every, not really close, not like we're like, you know, talking to each other every day, but become quite friendly with everyone. And I've still never met one person in person. So, <laughs> well, you um, can call me anytime. I'm looking um, forward I'm pretty to pretty much the exact same in person, except for really shorter. You'll be like, dang, you're really that little. No, that's um, how I am, bro. We are too. We're both <laughs> so short. I'm short. Are you guys like, you know, like, I, I, no, I'm like, Samoan and Adrian is. Uh, Samoan? Yeah. 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 I, I have. Family from New Mexico as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're all <laughs> sick. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to uh, meeting you in in person at at the show. And Dang. you you can always tell when you're with good people um on our show i know i we can all we're we're good at that we're we're pretty good at like uh you know uh rapping with good people and you can feel it yeah. and sense it and um you're one of those man you're you're it Thanks. was um when my the same at the end of a show at the end of an episode when my face hurts from smiling and laughing like that I, I know it was a good one and uh i appreciate you taking the time to to chat and with your you. artwork is beautiful man like it thank like you it, such a such an amazing thing you got going on here uh i love it i, I think it's amazing like you know so yeah, we we want to we definitely want to stay friendly with people that we've uh like-minded individuals and so yeah same yeah yeah all right I man. Want to real good people that's 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 for me everything 
and my wife wants to talk philosophy with you guys. Like, here's the thing. This is the brains of the operation. <laughs> <laughs> Way more interesting and smart than me. I'll leave her with a philosophical question, and then when we're out there yeah. in September, she can we can ponder it. Here's this is the question you can you can ponder for um, the next three months before we're right, right. It's uh, do we sleep to live or do we live to sleep? <laughs> oh, I have much to say about this. So yeah, go ahead, we, will need, we will need lots of time. Well, I'm part of a, a lucid dreaming group. Oh, and so we do a lot of dream work together and I feel like I spent a lot of time exploring the dream dimension um, and and I would love to talk more about that and how it influences this dimension. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I, I dream while I'm awake, so. <laughs> oh, I love that. Then we have, yeah, we, we definitely need to talk. Oh, my computer just crapped oh. out again. I can't see you guys. There's like a totally a glare. Well, oh, and Adrian, Adrian's, Adrian's screen is frozen. Her, no, her, my computer just shut down. Oh, her computer just... This happened to our stage. Ah, that's oh, good. She, she just got kicked off. No, but hey, it, dude, it, it was really nice to, to talk with you. Um, your artwork is fantastic. Thank you. Uh, you are all fantastic. I look forward to meeting in person and getting to, to know each other a, a lot better, yeah. man. I really, really enjoyed talking to y'all. We'll see you in four, almost four, maybe five weeks. Yeah, for Strange Frame Fest. I'm, I'm a big. I don't ever say it when we're at the sh on the shows. I only really have people on the shows that music I like. I really, really, truly enjoy your music and the things that you make, and um, like as sleep and as uh, uh, the chicharrones, or as we used to call it twenty years ago, the chicharrones. Chicharrones. <laughs> uh, you're dope, man. Thank you so much. We'll we'll see you in uh, we'll see you in Denver. Thanks, and I'll send you messages when uh, about the status of the drawing and I'll, and because I'll need to get the address to send it to you and everything. All right. All right. As we say in New Mexico, bueno bye. <laughs> all right, man. All right. <laughs> Now how many walls do I have to climb to find my peace of mind? I keep on leaving pieces of me behind, keeping me blinded, blinded by night, forged by light to sharpen my tongue to the blade of a knife. Take light, breathe, flames to the mic, flames for the light. Okay, yeah. So right there, towards the end of that, uh, Adrian's video got kicked, booted out. Uh, we don't know why. Maybe it's because it's a time limit on your thing or anything. But anyway, the, yeah. That, it, it, uh, what did I just say to you? Well, I guess it doesn't matter. What a jolly, jolly, a jolly, a jolly, super sweet guy. I loved what he was saying about that. He tells everybody who loves them and how much he appreciates them. Cause I, I think it's a fine thing to do, but I also get annoyed when people post their, like when someone dies and then they post this big long thing. It's like, oh, you dear dead person. I love you so much. You're always my favorite. You're, so what you're saying, you, yeah, you. So I love that yeah, he does it when he sees alive. them in person. Yeah. I'm sure he probably does it when they die too, but that makes more sense to do it when they're alive than yeah. on your Facebook when they've died or Twitter or whatever. Yeah, telling people, uh, in you know, while they're alive. That's just a good quality to be able to do that. <clears throat> I don't. I, I guess mine, mine, I do less through the words of it. I'm not great at it still, but um, hopefully by the actions. Oh shit, I don't know. There are a lot of people I appreciate. But yeah, he was just a super cool, really nice nice person. Seemed lively and, and 
man, I'm really impressed after learning that he's got that company and he's been so busy with that and then he's still putting out all this music. Yeah. So yeah, I'm guessing he doesn't get much sleep. Yeah. And also it's ironic that his wife is so into sleep, like sleep and <laughs> analyzing sleep and she's married to sleep. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I, my, my whole, um, thing was arranged around the word sleep and sleep. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, and Christopher's. Yeah. Cause his name's Chris, Christopher. Yeah. Oh no, maybe it's not. Oh yes, it is. No way. Maybe it is. How do I, do I not know that? I do know that. Christopher Tafoya. Wow, I didn't think Tafoya was a Spanish name. I forget that there's Y in Spanish. Then the letter Y, because usually it's the, the double L's, but like yo, yo, yo soy, or uh, yo soy, yo sua. I don't know what you're saying. Isn't Yosoi your my name is? Yosoi yo 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 Yosoi. I don't know. I know how to get no meat. I mean I know how to get to the bathroom. I know how, <laughs> you know how to get to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be immersed in it before I can before it comes out of me. I, I, Spanish. I, we were, I never spelt it though. I never. I don't know. Yeah, yo soy, yo soy, y o s o. But you always think of like tortillas. <laughs> you know that the two L's make the y oh, the y yeah. sound. I never Tortilla. thought about spelling of anything. Yeah, uh, I, I feel bad though. Like not feel bad, but we were in a, we were falling behind because we were having computer issues before the episode started. So I didn't really get to go through. I won't. I won't do it now because yeah, we we uh, heard enough from him. Um, but I usually do like a whole run through of like their music and everything. I would have gone on a lot more. One of the big things really is we, we seriously listen to, uh, a lot of the chicharrones, a lot of, and I, yeah, um, I just, whenever I hear it now, I just get this good feeling. Cause that was when we were, <clears throat> when we were first making a lot of money doing our, I'm sorry. <laughs> When we did make a lot of money. When we were first ever made money, though, like... I know, I, before the economy, yeah. before the housing crisis. Yeah, we were, you know, making our artwork, and it was, like, outdoors, because our studio was too small for the amount of work that we were putting out, so we'd like to spray outside. We actually didn't even have that studio built. Did we not? Oh. But we'd always have the... I'd have music playing, and I... Yeah, I swear, it was just a lot of the of Josh Martinez and Sleep, and... Um, anyway, so, I, so it was awesome having him on here. I uh, just yeah I don't I don't need to go on about what a what a just a real good feeling person he is because you would just listen and watch the episode so you obviously know. Um, I was gonna do a story, but I guess yeah that episode um, we, we was enough we we, yeah. we went on so I don't need to tell a story I'll save the story for another episode. Um, what did I? There was one little thing that I brought that I said I was gonna bring up. What was it? I don't know. I'm sure it's fine. Oh, yeah. I was going to do a quote share, a song share. Oh, because I didn't use the song. I, let me just do a song share real quick. A movie. I'm going to do a movie share. And the movie's called The Orator. Uh, uh, and that is a movie. Uh, it's in the Samoan language. And uh, it's it's probably, I'm seriously, it's probably one of my favorite movies. Seriously. Well, it's probably my favorite movie of all of all time. And um, 
it's just really good if you like reading subtitles and you want to learn more about the uh, Psalm One Way. You know, watch that movie. It's really, really, really good. And then my song share is another Samoan artist. And this is all based just because we just got back from Samoa. So uh, the song is Screams from the Old Plantation. Wait, you already said I didn't. That. I, I had to cut it out. Oh. Screams from the Old Plantation are stuck. Fight, fight, bear. Fight, fight, bear. Screams from the Old Plantation are stuck. Fight, fight, bear. Fight, fight, bear. So yeah, I did that in Sage Francis's episode, but I had to cut it out. So yes, the song is uh, called Screens from the Old Plantation by a dude named King Capisi. And uh, it's a, it's it's just that it's this Samoan song, and he does the choruses in Samoan, and it's not probably I don't know. It's probably like you'll probably hear it, and you'll you'll probably be like, "Oh my God, what is this?" But I don't know. It's just I don't, it's it's I don't know. It's an old, old, old song. All right, and then here's my quote. This quote is from a special person in our lives, and here's the quote. And you'll and I'll let Adrian guess if she knows who it is. The quote is, Earth made God, and God made everyone else? Or, I don't know, which is which? <laughs> which is which? That was either of our kids. The Nale, maybe? It, it was our, it was Saul. Yeah. Earth, Earth made God, and God made everyone else? Or, I don't know, which is which? I think he was like three or four years old when he said that. All right, that's it for, uh, for us. We may possibly be going on a little bit of a break. Um, I might, we might also be doing, um, uh, an episode with, uh, the, 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 um, the meter maids or what? what? Well, don't worry about telling me because okay. sometimes they don't show up. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Um, and check us at com, the DOD for, or DOD45.com at artbytie and at DOD45W on the social medias we enjoy chatting with y'all we enjoy sharing with y'all and hopefully you have a great rest of your week now i'm gonna go sleep you're gonna go to sleep, sleep. oh i gotta go edit happy <laughs> happy conversing happy drawing and thanks for conspiring with us we out peace D-O-D. Thank you for joining in on yet another episode of the DoD 45 show. Please hit the subscribe or follow button so that you never miss an episode. You can even go one step further by leaving us a review on the YouTube stream or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you stream our show from. You can find me at Art by Ty on all the socials or at artbytie.com. And if you'd like to follow the DoD 45 show on social media, we're at DoD45W on Instagram, or you can go over to our website at DoD45.com where you can shoot us an email, join our mailing list, and watch all of our past episodes consider joining us for a live chat on the youtube premieres of episodes every wednesday night at 8 p.m eastern peace